Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to We Hold These Truths Truth Speaks Out. Tonight, we're very fortunate to have with us Craig Hansen, our California Outreach Director. He's written, I think, a very interesting uh, uh, article here entitled Exposing the Ugly Back End uh, back into Christian Zionism. Well, he originally titled this, uh, putting the ugly back into uh, Christian Zionism, but uh, the comment was made, well, the ugly's always been there. <laughs> and uh, we've tried to expose it over these years, doing our vigils and all our work, our, our, our film uh, that has won an award, uh, Christian Zionism, the tragedy and turning. It is all about educating people to um, the dangers of this false version of Christianity. And I, I think this will help put it in perspective. And we have some e examples that we'll talk about here uh, after uh, uh, Craig talks, uh, talks about uh, his article here. Craig? Well, well, well thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, as, we, as you said, you know, we've been doing our... Um, uh, vigils outside uh, Christian Zionist churches and so forth. And, you know, it's anyone who's been following We Hold These Truths for any length of time, you know that our focus has been to expose uh, the dangers and the biblical errors of Christian Zionism. We've got articles, we've got you know, Bible study, we've got tons of stuff on that. But uh, what kind of got me going on this, uh, writing this paper, is the interest, kind of an interesting phenomenon. And I've seen where uh, churches and the people that we've talked to to try to help them come out of Christian Zionism has actually made them more entrenched in their Zionist doctrine. And I go, what, what, what is causing causing this? You know. And so um, that's where kind of I'm gonna go with this uh, article tonight. And that I really see a lot of Christians. Zionists now are wearing this like a moniker of God's approval. You know, like I'm I'm a Christian Zionist. Uh, a couple interesting quotes, uh, and I think many evangelical Christians uh, who are pro-Zionist uh, would echo the words of Steve Bannon. Uh, just uh, uh, fairly recently, he said, "This is a quote from Steve Bannon: I am not a moderate. I'm a fighter, and that's why I'm proud to stand with the state of Israel." And that's why I'm proud to be a Christian Zionist. So that's, you know, Steve Bannon on the right. Well, back in 2007, Joe Biden himself uh, said this, I am a Zionist. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. So uh, again, we see that left, right uh, paradigm, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, Zionism spans uh, both sides, both sides of the aisle. Um, and so... Uh, there are some words in the English language that uh, no matter how you try to sanitize them, they still are, a, a, it's a hard word and it's still offensive. And one of those words I wanna talk about tonight is racism. And you, that word, you just can't clean it up, you, no matter how, what, what you try to sanitize it. So, but if, if you're going to try to separate racism from Zionism, that's, that's an impossible task. You can't do it. They're, they're, they're melded right at, right at the hip. And so I, I see you've got um, really a limited number of options to try to justify that racism. And the first one is in which we talk about a lot is blame that racism on God and said that was 
his plan all along for the, the Jews to come in and steal the land and do all these things. So that that's God. So it's God's fault. He's, he's you know, we're just doing what he told us to do. And so that's that's the one, one side of it. And the second one is the Jews deserve their own homeland. Uh, they deserve uh, Canaanite, the Canaan land. Uh, Palestine, all that. They deserve that because of what happened to the Jews through the pogroms and the Holocaust and so forth. Well, neither one of those uh, those options for justifying racism really holds up to uh, any kind of scrutiny. And option one, as I said, we've covered that in depth on our website, and so I'm not going to go over that one. And option two uh, really comes what my, my dear old mom would say, Two wrongs don't make a right. And so uh, doing something wrong to try to justify a wrong definitely does, doesn't work. Um, I'd like to define a few uh, terms at this point. You know, like, because we get these, these things like Christian Zionism. It's melding, it's melding phrases and, and words together that even, uh, each one by themselves have, have a meaning. You put them together, and now you've got an homogenation of something. So let's look uh, first, Christianity. Well, what is Christianity? Well, it's the belief that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God who became the ransom for man's sin on the cross. He was resurrected from the dead and now lives eternally with God the Father and desires all people to come to a personal relationship with him through repentance and obedience. Okay, that's kind of a, a pretty vanilla, straightforward definition of Christianity. Okay, now what is Zionism? Well, Zionism is the belief that the land of Canaan and the surrounding areas that were given to the ancient Hebrews as an inheritance by Yahweh is still the rightful homeland of world Jewry today. And the political Zionist movement was founded by Theodore Herzl, and he lived in the uh, end of the uh, 19th century and died in 1904. But so that was that he was kind of the the progenitor of political uh, Zionism. His, his paper was uh, Staat, the, the Jewish state. Uh, another definition of is Judaism. Okay, so we've got we've got uh, Zionism and you've got Judaism. Uh, Judaism and Zionism don't necessarily come together, but sometimes they do. Now, uh, first, I'm going to say that Judaism. What did it, it's not? Um, Judaism today is not the religion of the Hebrews in the Old Testament. Uh, today's Judaism is a mixture of Babylonian mysticism, rabbinic tradition, tribal legends, and it's it's an amalgamation of, of all kinds of, of pieces uh, throughout throughout the millennium. Uh, an excellent book for an, uh, an expose of what Judaism is is a, a, a book by Michael Hoffman. It's huge. It's it's like Gone with the Wind. It's an 1,100-page book entitled Judaism Discovered, a study of the anti-biblical religion of racism, self-worship, superstition, and deceit. Okay, so we've got this Judaism. We've got Zionism. Well, okay, so how does Christian Zionism come together? Well, Christian Zionism is the false biblical interpretation of Scripture that teaches that the formation of the nation state of Israel in 1948 is a direct fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And they, they pull up a lot of that, that quote out of Genesis 12, 3, all who bless Israel will be blessed. It's a misquote, but that's kind of what they use. Okay, now let's, let's look at the, the racism. I, I started with that. Racism is the systemic 
oppression of a racial group uh, to the social, economic, and political advantage of another. Okay, so that's that's racism. Well, Israel has been exercising its racism over the Palestinians since before the state of Israel came into being. Now, here's a quote. I'm gonna. It's uh, uh, it's entitled "A Political um, Racism." It's, I'll just give you this quote. Uh, Israeli racism is not random and cannot be simply classified as yet another human rights violation. It is the core of a sophisticated plan that aims at the political marginalization and economic strangulation of Israel's Palestinian Arab minority within a constitutional, thus legal framework. And so that, yeah, when I read that, I go, you know, that's, that's what, uh, that's how Hitler came to power. That's how he was able to persecute the Jews. It was done legally. And this is what Israel has done over the Palestinians. They've, they've systemically made these laws and are marching forward with the racism against the Palestinians. Uh, another phrase I'd like to uh, uh, give a definition for is self-determination. And the, the self-determination is freedom of a people of a given area to determine their own political status, independence. And nothing has disappeared so fast in Palestine as the Palestinians' right to self-determination. And even in the 1917 Balfour Declaration, uh, which was seen as one of the founding documents uh, leading up to the nation state of Israel, it says, and this is quoting from the Balfour Declaration, His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use the best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. Now, catch this. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine. That's right in the Balfour Declaration. And of course, that's been blown the, the kingdom come. Okay, so how did we get in this mess where, where Christians are supporting these unending wars in the Middle East to support an illegitimate nation that is practicing genocide on its on the native inhabitants of the land? And in case you didn't hear that just right, I want to repeat what I just said there. Uh, the state of Israel is illegitimate and does not have a right to exist. The only right that Israel has for its existence comes from the might makes right. And that's hardly a moral imperative. And hopefully maybe we have time at the end to come back and address that question because that's a that's a, that's a big issue. Um, and I, I have to hand it to uh, the Jewish power brokers who have masterfully wielded their enormous financial and political power to accomplish the nefarious deeds. What we have in this country, in the United States, it's an incestuous relationship between our political system and the Israeli lobby. Politicians only have one goal, and that's to get reelected. If an inspiring pirate politician. Oops. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I'm sorry. I cut you off, Craig. Back to you here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Did you lose audio? Is it just the video? Well, I I was playing here doing a technical thing I shouldn't have been doing. 
<laughs> okay. 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 Uh, but anyway, uh, what I was saying is that the politicians only have one goal, and that's to get reelected. And if Tom, if you're an aspiring uh, new politician, and if if you don't kowtow to APAC, SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the ADL, the Anti Defamation League, KUFI, or any other of the myriad of the Jewish uh, political action committees, uh, you'll, you're going to have a very short uh, political career. As the old adage says, uh, follow the money. Uh, back in, in, in 2000, I, I'm showing, show, showing my age here, but uh, I supported Pat, Pat Buchanan uh, for his presidential run back in, in 2000. And uh, Pat Buchanan made the uh, fatal mistake of saying publicly that, quote, America's foreign policy must be decided in Washington, D.C. and not Tel Aviv. Well, as soon as he said that, uh, that was that was the end of of his political career. And we really never got to hear much from him again. Um, there's a more in-depth study on that, if anyone's curious to look at that. Uh, two, uh, actually three books, They Dare to Speak Out, written by Congressman Paul Finley about what happens if you're in Congress and you speak out against the Israeli lobby. Against Our Better Judgment by Allison Weir, uh, how um, the nation of Israel came into a being with the support of the United States and all the political shenanigans and the payoffs and the bribes and all that uh, going on and how um, America got really coerced to support Israel. And then uh, finally, uh, a third book, The Israeli Lobby and U.S. Foreign Policy by Mearsheimer and Walt. Uh, three excellent books on how we got to get in this mess. So as Christians, uh, our worldview has to be one that reflects the character of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Old Testament prophecies stating that the world would be blessed through the offspring of Abram are fulfilled in Jesus, not an ungodly secular political state called Israel. In Galatians 3, and Tom, you, we've talked about this a lot on, and from Galatians 3. If, you, if a Christian reads Galatians 3, you can't be a Christian Zionist. It just it just it blows it to complete to smithereens. Um, this is from Galatians three verses seven nine and fourteen. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the Scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, "In you shall all the nations be blessed." So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So Zionism is antithetical to all the teachings of Jesus. You know, we, I think Tom, you say, blessed are the peacemakers. That's, that's one that we, we wear a lot. You know, thou shalt not uh, steal, thou shalt not kill. You know, uh, Blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the merciful. All of those teachings of Jesus, Zionism is antithetical to that. So to take the phrase Christian Zionism, it really is an oxymoron. It in no way represents Jesus or any of his teachings. And try to find any teaching of Jesus that supports the wholesale slaughter and theft that has happened to the Palestinian people under, under the name of Zionism. 
those those te that teaching does not exist. It's impossible. So putting the ugly back into the description of Zionism, I think, is what we're what I'm trying to do here. And uh, what I'd love to see is that the, the Christians would wake up and see, you know, this Zionism is ugly. To try to put Christianity with it, it's it's even even worse. And they. Um, I'd like to see these these words, which are to me really attached to Zionism, uh, words like demonic, greed, genocide, apartheid, mean, unjust, arrogance, manipulation, theft, deception, heartless, rude, uncaring, unmerciful, murder, selfish, boastful, proud, and just plain evil. Those are the words I would use to describe Zionism. So that's why I believe now uh, more than ever, it's absolutely necessary to re-expose re how ugly Zionism is and the ugliness of it, and that there's no way that a person who calls themselves a follower of Jesus should equate support for the state of Israel as being pleasing to the Lord. So th there you have it, Tom. <laughs> well, that was great. Uh, let me, let's bring on Chuck here and uh, talk a little bit uh, about this. Chuck? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm late. I, one thing I wanted to was say is that uh, th th this is important. Uh, unfortunately, uh, so many Christians, we have an example, Chuck's gonna bring an example of a, an ugly Christian Zionist and people are castigating them really for the, for the wrong reasons. They're, exactly. They're, I don't know who said this, but when somebody murders somebody, that's a tragedy. But when a million people are killed, that person is called a king or a president that, that conducts wars like we've been doing here in the U.S. for the last 30 years. So you look at the first Gulf War started in uh, almost 30 years ago, uh, January of 1991. So we've been at war constantly uh, uh, during that time period. And no one seems to care. The Christians, um, particularly, they care more about the moving of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem as an indication that we're headed towards end times or something like that. Chuck? Okay, uh, I hope you can hear me. Yes, good. I came on late, am I okay? Yeah, yeah, you're great. Okay. I'd like to give an example. Thank you, Craig. I would like to give an example of how, uh, as Tom said, how uh, how prominent, important American figures uh, find themselves pulled in to the Christian Zionist sphere to where they actually act out uh, Zionism uh, in their own work, in their own activities, in their own schools, um, and in their own lives. And the example that I want to raise with you was in today's or yesterday's Politico, which is produced on uh, uh, on uh, uh, LinkedIn and uh, uh, and is uh, 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 in this case was about. Reverend Jerry Falwell Jr. It seems uh, <clears throat> Reverend Falwell Jr., the son of Jerry Falwell and 
Uh, Tom will remember that uh, we've done vigils in front of Jerry Falwell's church at one time or another, and many people like him. Uh, but uh, Jerry Falwell uh, uh, became the president of Liberty University and its, uh, its uh, related uh, church. And uh, he, uh, uh, when his father died, and uh, Falwell Jr. was recently, uh, he recently was forced to resign in embarrassment from his, his role as president and leader of these organizations under scandal involving sexual indiscretions with all kinds of girls and ladies, uh, which he apparently had been carried out for years. However, uh, he, after his resignation, I just announced in Politico today or yesterday, um, I believe it was the actual date was printed yesterday, uh, that he had, uh, it had been revealed that Falwell had been associated with one of the um, prominent uh, politicians of our day uh, uh, and that he uh, had uh, given literally millions and millions of dollars of the church's funds, the school's funds, all collected by, uh, by in tax-free organizations, uh, which is, uh, is a outright uh, violation of federal law. And uh, who he had donated the money to was the Republican Party. Now, it could have been any party, but in this case, it was the Republican Party. And uh, it was given uh, by his friendship with President Trump. President Trump, of course, has appealed to the Christian uh, community to support him uh, ever since his election. Uh, I receive, uh, I'm on uh, Donald Trump's uh, uh, list, uh, his uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter list, Twitter list, Twitter, and uh, I get one every day, sometimes two or three a day. Each one is trying to raise money from me. And most of them uh, have a, a, a political slant to them, but about every third one has a decidedly religious twist to it. What's really happened here is uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump, has become a Zionist, uh, not a religious Zionist, not a Christian Zionist, but a, a radical Zionist uh, who has been able to raise money through people like Jerry Falwell Jr. The tragedy in all this is that Falwell didn't use his own money. He used the money of his college. He used the money of his church. Um, he used money collected for all kinds of other principles and reasons. And he used that to support uh, who he believed to be a Christian Zionist named Donald Trump and a Republican Party, which he believed was the party of, re of re religious Zionists. Uh, this is the kind of tragedy that is being carried out as a result of the Christian Zionist movement, uh, which uh, uh, we've heard about tonight uh, from Craig Hansen. Uh, and this is not uh, all the only example uh, we know of uh, who people who have uh, lost their mind and lost their sense of 
uh, morality and even their, uh, their uh, sense of finance to break all kinds of rules and regulations in order to act like a Christian Zionist. In other, to be, in other words, to support the notion of Israel uh, carried out through people who are sometimes absolute pretenders and simply realize that by making an emotional appeal to the kind of people that Jerry Falwell had become as a result of his father, Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, that uh, by making the appeal to him uh, uh, as a Christian who favored the state of Israel, uh, he could not only raise literally tens of millions of dollars from Liberty University, but that he could also arouse the voting interest of all the people who were influenced by the Falwell family. This is the crime and tragedy of Christian Zionism. It takes in people who should know better. It, uh, we are not even saying that Falwell Jr. is a monster, uh, but he's a fool. He was taken in by somebody who claimed to be something he ain't and never was. And the reason that he was taken in so easily by Donald Trump is that Donald Trump played up to the notion that Christians, that, that our friend Craig Hansen has read to us about today and talked to us about, that Christians basically must support the state of Israel because the state of Israel is God's prophecy fulfilled in that country. Uh, this is something that is accepted by the leaders at Liberty University and other colleges like it. And they then have uh, carried out this idea that supporting Donald Trump because he supports Zionism and uh, of course to actually commit, uh, break laws and, 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 uh, and create, uh, make crimes that, uh, that may actually be criminal, uh, acts that are certainly um, a breaking of federal regulations and laws, but may, may even be criminal. Uh, this is not the only example of this that we can find. There are literally thousands of pastors and leaders of Christian groups all over the country who are leading people down the path of, uh, of loving Israel and doing anything that it takes to support Israel because of this belief in Christian Zionism. Uh, read the read the report on Jerry Falwell Jr. Political Magazine, um, and uh, see what you think of it. And I'll open this to uh, comments by Tom. Okay, thank you. Um, I might point out to uh, uh, people watching that uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is kind of following in his father's footsteps. Uh, Jerry Falwell was uh, rewarded by the State of Israel with a jet airplane. So he was actually a lobbyist mm -hmm. for for Israel. Uh, I might I just put up a little while ago. Uh, we had one of our viewers asking, uh, "Good evening, did WHCT ever do a vigil at Cornerstone Church in San Antonio?" Yes, we certainly did. Chuck and a crew down there. It's been probably ten years ago. Uh, did uh, we uh, were very, I guess, successful. Uh, we didn't get thrown out, but we always stand in the uh, uh, the, uh, the public right of ways. We've done something very unique, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you go to Cornerstone Church's Google 
site. If you look on Google Maps and you look at the picture, we've done what we call a virtual vigil. You will see pictures. Uh, there's at least two pictures I've published there uh, on Google Maps uh, of <laughs> us standing in front of Cornerstone Church. So, yes, that's the kind of things we do. And uh, so how successful have we been? We don't know. God only knows. But we're trying to challenge the people in those thinking people that um, look at our signs like choose life, not war. Uh, sadly, um, so many of the evangelical Christians that support Trump see no problem with these wars. They say they're against abortions, but they don't. The, the, these wars that protect uh, Israel and the Middle East, they, for the most part, support those. And we've seen this. Uh, the support from Trump in 2016 was 81% of the evangelical Christians voted for him. And that, that uh, support is still high. Yes, Chuck. I have an added comment. This is from Craig's uh, story, putting the ugly back into Christian Zionism. And that's exactly what Craig is talking about when he went, what uh, Jerry Falwell and, and his father were all about. Uh, and the first, I want to read the first paragraph of his uh, letter, which he just himself read a minute ago. It has been our mission that we hold these truths to expose the evangelical church to the dangers and biblical error of Christian Zionism. This phenomena has occurred as we've seen the churches that we're trying to reach actually become more entrenched in their Zionist doctrine to the point where many Christians now wear the moniker of Christian Zionism as a badge of honor and a stamp of God's approval of what they do. So they're, they're, the movement has gone so far as actually the people have actually legitimized it, legitimized it to the point where they call themselves Christian yes. Zionists. We are actually going to come up with a new term that does, does a better description of Christian Zionism because the term Christian Zionism doesn't do it justice. We don't even know if we started that term or not. But wh whoever started it, it, it doesn't do justice to the people that are doing it because you cannot be a Christian, as Craig has pointed out, I think. You cannot be a Christian and a Zionist. So the term Christian Zionism sounded good when we started using it, but now the people like the Falwells actually call themselves Christian Zionists. So we're going to, ladies and gentlemen, we will be coming up with another term that will be better describe these people like Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, and won't be quite as confusing as the term Christian Zionist. It won't be quite as easy for them to adopt it and simply say, I am a Christian Zionist. Well, um, Chuck, let me throw out uh, one of our uh, our uh, longtime associates suggested uh, the concept of old covenant Christian. Uh, we as followers of Jesus are in a new covenant, so we're new covenant Christians. So that is, uh, I guess uh, you have to think about that a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good, uh, a very good uh, point to make. Uh, Christian Zionists have mixed. Um, uh, 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 what what kind of activities would you call them? Primitive activities uh, that are that are uh, 
are recorded uh, in some fashion in the Old Testament with the New Testaments. And so the term of uh, what, Old Testament Christians, is that what you said, Tom? Well, Old Covenant Christians. Old Covenant Christians. Okay. In other words, we're in a New Covenant. Uh, you know, still, uh, as in a recent example, I was in a, a small group Bible study, and they were talking about it was wonderful that uh, Trump moved the uh, embassy to Jerusalem, and and we got to, you know, th th this was after the election, and, you know, they were still saying we got to do everything to, to get him in power here. And they probably don't even consider themselves as Christian Zionists. I mean, obviously, there are people that use that term, but they don't even know it. But they focus on a lot of end time and because of what's going on. People are saying, oh, this is a clear sign. And, and we've seen people like uh, uh, late great planet Earth, uh, uh, Hal Lindsey back in the 70s, you know, predicting the end. And we've had all these prognosticators about the end times and they always seem to be wrong. And uh, th this, you know, it, it, it goes on actually. So Greg, do you have anything to wrap up here uh, before we close? Well, I, I just think again, we, we talk about, does this look like Jesus? No. It doesn't. It, it, this Christian Zionism does not look like Jesus at all. And that's the, the focus of the church needs to get back to who Jesus is. Very good, Craig. Excellent. Great. Excellent way to close. All right. Well, thank you. Let me just uh, close with a little prayer here. Uh, Lord, thank you that we can come and still be able to uh, talk about these issues here. And we thank you for Craig and, and his uh, research and this presentation tonight. And um, we um, uh, ask that uh, we're aware of, uh, of, of this season. We thank you for sending our Savior Christ. And uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Good night. us.